0: Morning. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Good night, standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it, laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing the return episode of Rebels after their mid-season break, titled A Princess on Lothal. But first, Tom, I believe you wanted to tell us something incredibly exciting.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly... Well, it it, it depends on how you look at it. It's incredibly exciting that we are going to be getting episode 8. But on the flip side of that, it was supposed to be May 17th. It's been moved back... To December I'm sorry May 2017 not May 17th that would be fun if it was May 17th of this year um but no it, hey you know what uh but isn't May supposed to be um Rogue One uh no no so Anybody? Rogue One's next December and then we're gonna okay. have
2: five months just five months between Rogue that, One that's, and Episode 8 which right. would have been amazing but you know right. what it's, it's really tight really close together and I could see right. why they might want to space it out a bit more.
1: Well, I can see what? because now what they've done, mm-hmm. yes, they, they've moved it to December of 2017. And I agree with you, William. I could see it would be great to have it within those five months. Boom, you get this, you know, great episode of Star Wars. But I do see, I think you were getting on to why they would want to space it out to
2: 2017. Yeah, so I, mean, I, know, uh, production, December. I know production is, I think they're a month delayed is the, is the rumor on uh, on the film, which isn't the end of the world, right? Um, yeah. But if they, if they do want to release next May, it's getting pretty close. And honestly, I would much rather right. have them take their time, get the film right, <clears throat> polish everything to perfection, just like they did with The Force Awakens. Because, I mean, The Force Awakens is a huge, huge, huge success at this point. You might as well mm-hmm. recreate the circumstances, give them time, let them... Yep. Um, you know, let them have the extra s- seven months, and you know what? As much as I like May personally, because one, that's when the Star 4th. Wars comes out.
0: Yeah, historically, this is may the 4th. two,
2: it happens to be around my birthday, uh, which has always <laughs> made it fun. Uh, but when it comes right down to it, December worked amazingly well for the Force mm-hmm. Weekends. Uh, right. I don't think it hurt ticket sales whatsoever. In fact, it may have boosted ticket sales.
1: Well, I think it did because you've got more of a break over that time frame because everybody's out of school. Right. It's the Christmas, New Year's, holiday season. So you've got right. more people who want something during that time.
2: Exactly. And, yes, you know, it, it is a little bit harder because you're, like, you're, you're trying to spend time with family and you're also going to the theater mm-hmm. 13 times. Um,
1: but... <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that from personal personal there, William? Uh, Are trying maybe to say something?
2: I can confirm or deny that that is personal experience. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so it makes it a little bit harder from that standpoint. But at the same time, like, you know, you're already flying home. You're visiting a family. So means you get to see it with your family. Whereas, like, if it's mm-hmm. in May, you might not get to see it with your family if they're in a different city. And so you know what? I am perfectly okay with this move. I think it'll be a good thing. I don't know why some mm-hmm. people are, are upset about it. Guys, it's seven months, and you're getting a new Star Wars movie every single year. And, Remember when and, we had to have three to... years between Star Wars movies? And there were only three in sight total? Right. It was only one and, trilogy and you have, we were working on,
1: and you also have to understand. I mean, everybody was worried about what was going to happen when when the company when the Disney took over this property. And look at what they've done within that time frame. They came out and said, "We're going to give you Star Wars," and everybody's like, "Oh, how's that going to come out?" Take a look at what they gave us. I I think right now, knock on wood, I think Disney may have so far. Done some proper things right and i think this may be another one because they want to take the time with it instead of rushing something out and disappointing fans
2: exactly so you know i'm okay with it
1: okay, i'm good with it. all the
2: time you need, if you need to delay it five years i'm okay with that as long as you're making. okay now wait a minute it, okay it's gonna be but, a
1: good movie okay but you don't <laughs> want to delay it like you know <coughs> avatar um you so, want uh, to keep this rolling
2: so that is the interesting thing right
1: um
2: I think Avatar had a rumored December release date. Uh, yeah, less than 24 I believe hours, so. Less than 24 hours after yeah. uh, after episode 8 moved to December 2017. Uh, Avatar 2 was like, yeah, we're going to put our movie on hold. And it sounds like it's on well, hold indefinitely. Indefinitely.
0: Oh, I and, didn't hear that part. I knew it was no. delayed. I thought it was just to a different... Uh...
1: No. I, I, i've heard i've heard the same thing and i've read the same thing they've got it on technically an indefinite hold
0: which is very interesting but i mean they,
2: they still left that december time frame the only other movie right now it looks like um it looks like uh episode i can't want to say the Force Awakens. episode eight is going to be going up uh head to head the same weekend with the uh the film adaption of ready player one which is another movie i was very interested in seeing but at this point, mm-hmm. I probably won't see Ready Player One at all in the theater, given just, how, no, how, so how well, many movies you go, I
0: actually saw in December. You go, to present. you go to the theater, you see Episode Eight, uh-huh. mm. then you take a break and you see Ready Player One, and then you just go back to Episode Eight, and you never have to leave the theater. Here's your there problem. you go. Here's your problem, Stephen. If you're gonna be in the theater that long, you'd see it three times. Exactly. Instead of just Twice. <laughs> exactly. Why would I go yeah. see
2: something else? I go three times in a row.
1: <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Wow. Anyway. Rebel. No, I think I think they did the smart thing. But I agree. I think we need to get off the uh, Force Awakens thing. And, Stephen, you want to – I agree with you. Let's let's leave this all in to William. What are we talking about tonight?
2: Sure, Tom. Uh, we're back with another episode of Rebels. It's the first episode since, I think, December 9th uh, was the last episode we had. Um, and this is A Princess on Lothal. It's the 10th episode of Season 2, depending on how you count it. I mean – Personally, I don't like to count the, the movie as uh, two episodes, because otherwise it was, I think this would, this would be like episode 12. Um, but the, uh, the numbering always gets weird if you count the, the premiere as like two episodes, I feel like. So this is the 10th episode of the regular season. <clears throat> it was uh, written by Stephen Melching and directed by Bosco Ng, so both uh, uh, you know veterans of Star Wars TV. Uh, and in this episode, an aide to Bail Organa, Princess Leia Organa, is sent to Lothal with ships for the Rebel fleet, but an Imperial lockdown forces the Rebels to create a new plan to steal the vehicles. So, I mean, right off the bat, the big the big thing here is we get Princess Leia. This is the first time we see Princess Leia uh, in the in the in the timeline, basically, mm-hmm. um, and she's. Very similar, but she's three years younger than when we see her in *A New Hope*, because this episode is set uh, three years before *A New Hope*. So she's 16 at the time instead of 19, which, interestingly enough, is the same age as Ezra, which kind of blows my mind.
0: I, I thought Ezra was a little bit younger. He was. Or but am I so, so
2: far, we've we've already um, uh, we've already the season has already uh, gone, I think, two years in you know. Oh wow! In okay. Time or in universe. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it started at 5 uh, BBY and is now at 3 BBY, um, thereabouts. Ah. So Ezra has grown at least a year and a half, two years, probably, depending on how you count it, you know. if uh, It was like midway through that fifth year uh, yep. when it starts. So so I guess let's, let's, let's jump into it. Let's, let's talk about Leia, and then we'll kind of uh, discuss the circumstances of her arrival. What did you think of her portrayal?
1: uh steven you want to go first
0: i mean i can i'll start so the voice threw me a little bit i have to say i for some reason it it didn't quite sound like leia and Uh. as for the actual characterization it was interesting because we've never seen leia in this time period
2: right well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: i mean we've seen her like our first introduction to leia is episode four and we've never had anything before that and so I, i was trying to there was something that felt off to me. I was trying to place it for most of the episode. And the only thing I was able to actually come up with is she feels a little bit too nice. Uh, I, I, think, and I don't know I, if this I'm, makes I'm sense. Like, idea. I mean, like late, especially in episode four, it's not that she's not nice, but she's very, very focused on her mission. Mm-hmm. She's very, uh, no direct, nonsense. Very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, especially like Caden's kind of got that scoundrelly type persona that, doesn't mesh, well, didn't mesh well with Leia, I should say.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I felt like they should have been a little more at odds than they were in the episode. So uh,
2: I kind of agree with you. I think she, she definitely had that bossy uh, aspect to her in the uh, in the episode, right? There were a couple times she'd boss Kanan uh, and Ezra around, like her very first introduction, and Ezra's like, why don't I get to boss people around? Um, well,
1: she had to boss them around because... Here you have Kanan taking his helmet off. Yeah, it's like I, you know. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I, I, I'm good. Sorry.
2: Yeah, to your to your point, Tom. They they they're taking their helmets off. She's telling them to you know put your helmets back on, or you're going to get noticed by by security. Um, I I think her her voice kind of bothered me as well the first viewing when I saw the the preview clip and I and I watched the episode the first time. I was like this this seems off. It seems too. Uh, you know, in like in in A New Hope, she's, she's more clipped. It's more of a Corsagni type accent, you know, uh, a little bit of a British <laughs> accent to it at times. You know, Governor talking, uh, <sighs> that that sort of thing, where she doesn't really have that in this one. That being said, uh, on my second viewing, I actually didn't mind it. I was like, actually, you know what? I think she kind of does sound like Leia. And it kind of it grew on me, but it, it, the first viewing, I wasn't 100 percent sure about it.
3: know mm-hmm.
2: she's voiced okay. by uh, Julie Dolan, who uh, pl- also plays Leia on uh, on Star Tours uh,
1: 2.0. Well, that's the one thing that I noticed. I did see the um, the the special that, that they throw the Rebels. Rebels. Oh God, this is really throwing me off tonight. Um, the the back behind the scenes Rebels thing. Rebels Recon. Uh, Rebels Recon, thank you. Uh, Dave Filoni did say that they did pull her in to pull off the voice because he was very impressed with how she was able to do it for Star Tours. For me when it comes to Leia, I really hate to say this, what bothered me the most about her was her design because out of all the characters in the show, I can accept who they are but she, to me, just looked really plastic. Hmm. There was just something very, there was something very bland about her and I, honestly, I couldn't see Leia in the character. I I had a hard time with it. Not really? that I can accept. Yes, I did. I, I, honestly, I, I had a hard time with it. I um, actually
2: really liked her, her design. I thought she yeah. um, she matched pretty well.
1: But okay, I mean,
2: teach his own, you know.
1: Well, no, I mean that's true. I mean, I I, I I've seen the episode. I have to say once, um, and. I have my opinions on it. Good episode, but I think when it comes to her, you are seeing her grow into who she is going into episode four. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's one of the reasons why Stephen uh, she she's not you know as quite bossy. Quite as bossy. Yeah, quite oh, yeah. like as bossy. Or, or the or the clip. Yeah, and, and and I think even for Rebels Recon, you know, Filoni was going into the backstory of uh, Padme. On she was a junior mm-hmm. senator. She was probably about twelve. So you're looking at this probably the same way. And who's to say between this this time point in her career going into episode four, she does get a little bit more bossy. She does get maybe a little bit more regal and maybe that that clip into her dialogue. It's you're just seeing her because also when they were in the bridge of the ship, she kind of was I wouldn't say was taken offense by Kanan saying, well, whose plan was this that came up with this? I mean, it could have been better. And she was like, Well, it was mine. You know, right. she had that look down. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's learning at this point is is how I took it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Yeah, the one the other thing I did find really interesting and that I actually liked a lot is she reminded me a lot of Padme from Clone Wars. hmm mm-hmm. Both the terms of how characterization and, and the animation, like all of it kind of brought that to the forefront, I think. And then while it, like I don't know. I wouldn't call it a bad thing for sure. I like. I thought it was a good thing. I should say, but it mm. was. I don't know if that was in. That was something they were intentionally trying to do, or the, because they animated Padme for so long that it just came and it came naturally. But I thought it was a nice touch to the character as well.
2: For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, two 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 things I also liked. Her outfit is a little more subtle, and I mean, I guess Leia has always been more of a has, has had more simple outfits at least than like you know her her mom. But uh, uh, her outfit is actually based on an early Ralph McQuarrie painting, like mm-hmm. like much in the show. It's kind of cool the way they do that. I'm I'm not yep. as big a fan of of what we'll see later in the season with Yoda and his McQuarrie style. But in this case, I think yeah. Worked, but in in this case, I think mm-hmm. for Leia, it, it worked. It worked very very well. It had that little bit of a younger vibe, but still, um, you know, matched her her style. Right. Um, and, and, and also I like the, the subtle and sometimes not so subtle inclusion of Leia's theme throughout the episode, uh, which was, which was really nice. So props to Kevin Kiner there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is obviously kind of a big episode for us because it takes place right after this long mid season break. It takes place right after the force awakens came out as far as timing goes. And we kind of pick up right where the last episode ended with, uh, as, uh, Ezra's just found out that his Parents are dead, which is sad And uh, He's kind of in mourning We've got we've found this out from Ryder, who is the You know, former governor of Lothal mm-hmm. And
1: I I don't know, Ryder
0: i still feeling a little I felt like he was off for most of this episode
1: You know it is there a possibility he's hiding something Or they have it to where he's I, I, I wouldn't say, you know, a little bit more than he seems, you know.
2: I mean, it's, it's always I, impossible. I, I, it sounds yeah. like he's being straightforward, I think. You know, I, I think he's probably telling the truth. Mm-hmm. But I, I I mean, I agree with Steven. There's just, I can't really put my I, finger
0: on it. But this, he's
2: just, he kind just of seems off to me. I, I'm not necessarily he a feels like his it, character.
0: He well, feels like a one episode character that you would have found in the middle of the season.
1: Yeah, I would agree like, with that. Like, you
0: know, one of those kind yeah, of filler-type episodes. Points. Exactly. Yeah. And we this is the second episode. I wouldn't say it focused on him, obviously, in this episode. But it's a – he like, he's central. He shows up a lot. He's and the former hmm.
1: governor of Lothal.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. The, the,
1: the thing that I find fascinating is he starts the episode saying he really doesn't want to get involved anymore. He, he's mm-hmm. done. He's done his jail time. He wants to stay out. He doesn't want to join the Rebellion. You know, And to me, that's a guy to where, great, you've said his backstory, he wants to stay away from this, leave him alone and move on.
0: Right,
2: but it turns out well, you I know, mean, they'll, they'll need his help. But
1: um... Yeah, they they will.
0: And uh, I just, I feel like this sort of character is like, you know, he was in prison, I kind of want him to be like, yeah, we're coming back from the empire or like from prison we're going to take back with all and he's like oh, i'm just gonna hide in the hills and right not do anything
2: he eventually does decide he you know d- he wants to strike back but it is interesting how yeah he, he tries to kind of run and hide at first which is i found a little odd because like i mean the he he broke out of prison the empire is going to be coming after him
0: mm. yes
2: he'll put himself in more danger by you know actively fighting against the empire instead of just hiding but at this point like he's a wanted man either way he can't right. live his
0: life. I, I laughed kind of – I felt kind of bad. But he's got that line when he looks at you, he's like, Kaden, I can't go back to prison. Right. Right. And it was just They're like – It was a little, right. Like, no matter what. Right. It was a little too dramatic, I felt, for something like this, too. It was like, mm. okay, like, I know,
1: prison's bad, yeah. but maybe we sh- we're we not, like – we're not prison break or, you know. Right. But, but he <laughs> said the other thing is if you don't want to go back to prison, then why stay on Lothal? Yeah, yeah, you're that, gonna you're gonna go on the run well, that, you want to go hide. So, his, i mean his, his you, you got you got was it. to
2: escape Lothal in this episode right the only reason it was only at the the only reason he helped the rebels was because they were going to help him get off planet but
1: that was a, but that was at a certain point i think i took it as at the beginning of the episode oh, see, he yeah. just wanted to stay there sure you know right. and it's like if if i were if i just escaped from prison i know i'm going to be you know a wanted man I wouldn't want to say, well, I'm going to live on Lathal It's like, no, the first thing I would try and do is get off that planet like Finn was trying to get off of Jakku yeah. and run and find, you know, the, the, the smallest backwater dirt planet I could find and stay there knowing that Jakku. at some point, <laughs> there you go, you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go back to Lathal <clears throat> Right. If I'm not going to lead an uprising because I don't want to go to jail, I'm not going to go back to Lathal
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely. Definitely.
3: I have to ask
2: before we get too much into this episode. How do you guys feel coming back to Rebels post Force Awakens, especially where they where they split the the season? I think I think they needed to have Leia as the big draw to get viewers back. But do you mm-hmm. think? I'm just playing to play devil's advocate here. Do you guys think yep. it's um, you're maybe not as interested in the era anymore after the Force Awakens, or do you, do you still feel that uh, that interest?
0: That's a good I, question. I think there's still interest there. I'm just waiting for something that makes it worthwhile. Mhm. Like I think... I think Leia didn't make it. Like uh, looking back, Leia didn't make it worthwhile to come back to Rebels for that. What make will make it worthwhile? Is something like you know that's coming up. i mm-hmm. uh, I'm blanking. Like you know some of the temple Maul stuff and... showed Maul. You know those types Ahsoka of things. Ahsoka with Darth Vader. So I think for you and me,
2: that's that's 100% true. I think for the average mm. user, I suspect a classic character like Leia will be a fairly big draw, just mm. as they were in The Force Awakens. I think if you didn't have the original cast in The Force Awakens, people would still be excited, but I, I'm not sure you would have that level of excitement, at least initially. Now that they have the new cast, and they've introduced them, and everybody loves them, they'll be able to carry the weight on their own. But right. I think... Having the classic characters does draw in the casual fans. Yeah, uh, but I agree, St- Stephen. Like this episode, while while a fun episode with Leia, isn't necessarily groundbreaking in mm-hmm. any way, or mind blowing, uh, yep. exciting.
1: Exactly. I, I I totally agree. I mean, I think what's coming next after these episodes has my interest, and I agree with you, William, that I think this is for the casual person to say, "Hey, Leia's going to be in on this." But now the question comes out is. Is the introduction of her at this point in time somehow tied into Rogue One in any way? Because if it comes into Rogue One, is there going to be, I think I read somewhere online, a speculation or, you know, nothing firm. But is there going to be a possible young Leia in that episode because of the placement in there? And that's why they did this. So the
2: rumors that Julie Dolan will could possibly play Leia in Rogue One.
1: Mm-hmm. But, that was yeah, what I heard as this well. This is yeah. just rumor yeah. and
2: speculation. Yeah, it's all rumor. No spoilers, I mean,
3: people.
1: right. <laughs> as you all know, we we try not to do anything like that. We only go by the rumor and we try to stay you know, true to what's actually been reported. But this is the stuff that's been floating out there. And I would think when it comes to this episode, this could be a way, if that is true, to get her into that time frame to where you could look at it saying, okay, now it all fits. You see the beginning of her into the rebellion. And then at this point you see her at rogue one. Oh, and now this makes sense going into episode four. Yeah. 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 So it's a subtle, it's a subtle stepping stone.
2: For sure. I I think the, the, um, coming back after a month long break and a, you know, enormous, you know, new film, it was a little weird to be still focused on Ezra's parents. Uh, I get it, it makes sense for the show itself because they need to, you know, he just found this out in the last episode and so he needs to be dealing mm-hmm. with the, the repercussions of that in the aftermath. Um, but it was definitely like, oh yeah, there there was this whole thing with his parents, huh? And trying to like kind of reset myself and get back into that era and the, and yep. the
3: show.
0: Yeah. So, yep.
2: Senator Organa sends reinforcements to Lothal and uh, reinforcements in the form of three corvettes and uh these might be familiar to uh to gamers yes even you wanna
0: so they're they're hammerheads which is a very very famous design from knights of the old republic <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, not not that type of hammerhead i, I, but, I, but, I think but, the but hammerheads
1: KOTOR. in the wrong direction this way
0: but yeah further they're from kotor which is fantastic mm-hmm. like um it was a so, for if you're not familiar, KOTOR was a game released on Xbox and then later PC and such. Set, you know, I'm um, blanking. William, do you remember how many years before uh, 4, episode 4? Is it 4,000? Yeah, I believe Sounds so. About right. It's a long time before episode 4. <laughs> and so this, you know, when they, when they created the uh, game, they wanted to create a distinct visual design for a kind of an older world. And this is... Uh, the design for all the Republic ships, um, something that's very you can kind of see the future of in like you know the Corelli corvettes, mm. but something different, and it's I thought really really cool, and I was really glad to see it brought in to life here as well.
2: At one point, Ezra makes a comment about how old the ships are. Do you think they're supposed to be from the old Republic, the Knights of the Old Republic era? Um, Or are they just
0: like a similar design? I think it's it's, it's going to be the design. Yeah.
2: And and to be fair, the the Star Destroyer design existed in one form or another for, you know, many, 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 many years, many decades.
1: Mm.
2: And maybe, you know, it's a more recent version of the same classic style
1: uh, Mm -hmm. used way back then. But But the big thing is, if if the ship was designed, let's theoretically say, 4,000 years before this episode really to have a design not evolve that much over the 4,000 years I would think that it's more of the, you know, Ezra's just like, oh those are old ships, meaning those are probably like what let's 10, 20, 30 years type he was looking more for like, you know, the the actual uh, blockade runner type ships, but it appears they can get what they get because these ended up being, uh, transmitting the ID from Alderaan so that's what they get Mm-hmm.
2: I really like how they handled this here. We hear, mm-hmm. you know, in a new hope about how Leia is this, you know, she's running these mercy missions, and uh, trying to do my mm-hmm. little Darth Vader impression there. That
1: was that was a, that and, was a good uh, Darth Vader.
2: <clears throat> so she's running these mercy missions, but we don't really see them. We don't really know what they're about. They're about, mm-hmm. except that, you know, in uh, in New Hope, she's supposedly on one of these as well. Although Vader Mm -hmm. doesn't buy any of it. So it was really cool to see one of these mercy missions or, you know, supposed mercy missions where she arrives and says, Hey, I'm here to help the citizens of Lothal. And, Oh, whoops. The rebels just happened to steal my ships. And not only did they explain like how Leia could help the rebels while still being a member of the Imperial Senate, Mm -hmm. um, they, they also did a nice job of, like, playing with that. Oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> These Alderanians they always lose their ships. Like, the Rebels just love targeting them. And I mm-hmm. love how they played yeah. off of that. It wasn't just, like, the Empire's oblivious. that Oh, look, Alderan keeps losing ships. It's They're very well aware. And then this whole episode really focuses on this one uh, Imperial officer, Lieutenant Yogar List, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, protect these ships from getting stolen because he doesn't want them to be stolen in his watch
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i also like how he brought up that you know they are just the meddling delegation from Ald- alderaan so it seems like alderaan's putting its nose sometimes where it really the emperor's uh empire's you know opinion where it shouldn't belong right even though they're on mercy missions,
2: but the, but there's nothing they can really do about
1: it, right? Right, absolutely, mm-hmm. and that's why they're meddling. And right. so,
2: the, and so I, I love it. Like the, they're they're annoyed, but they have to protect them, and they don't right. want ships be falling into rubble hands, and they can't really blame Alderaan, and they don't really suspect Alderaan. Well, maybe they kind of do. It, it's it's a really great dynamic, and I love how they address yeah. it head on in this in this episode.
1: Mm-hmm. That was one of the, that one of the, was the most one fun that things fun about it. To yeah, that was. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's OK. But but it, it's true. I mean, to to see it, it was almost like um, uh, the the lieutenant was trying to be one step ahead of her, but also trying to let her get her job done, because when the ships landed, what was fascinating is, yeah, she had Ezra and, Can- you know, Ezra and Kanan come up and say, hey, we're here to greet you and, you know, you have Leia put him in his place, but you see these big gravity things come up and kind of lock the landing struts into place. So mm-hmm. it's it's like that one step ahead of Leia. I laughed when those came out. and am like, wow, they they have boots
0: in the future. Who, or yeah. Or the past, I guess. Oh, man. The gravity locks? The yeah, gravity,
2: the gravity locks. locks. Yeah.
1: The only thing missing was the ticket on the windshield. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yes. It's a great idea, though, and I love how, like, that imperial officers, you know, list is, says well, we don't want it to get stolen, so I'm going to do everything I can to make it difficult I, for these imperial for these, you know, uh, rebels to to steal the ship. I'm going to put gravity uh, uh, gravity locks on the uh, on the base of each ship so they can't leave the planet. I'm going to put uh, you know, uh, lots of a uh, garrison on patrol. I'm going to, you know, have <laughs> some ET-80s uh that was cool. walking around, which was awesome. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Especially how they were delivered. That was the coolest thing, is how they were delivered, because it throws back to how they were delivered, uh, the ones that were delivered from uh, Clone Wars, where you had the ship come down and basically drop the. Oh, God, what was the one that. I'm the, so bad with my the, ships tonight? The. the not the,
2: lat the six eye, leg. The latte, I think it was, or the lat, Yeah, the um, latte. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so, and, and drop the same way with this one, the ship the, drops two at a time ATPs. instead of one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was cool it was really cool
2: and it was it, i i mean i guess i guess there must not be that much going on on lothal that they could spare two walkers um mm-hmm. to guard these ships but then again like you don't want those falling into rebel hands so i can i can see why mm-hmm. they wouldn't spare some more heavy machinery to to prevent that from happening
1: Mm-hmm. yeah There there is one thing we kind of missed in the exchange, which I I did find kind of funny. When Leia was kind of bossing Kanan and Ezra around, you know, Ezra gets a little miffed because why is Leia able to give orders and I can't? I loved Kanan's comeback. Have you ever listened to yourself? And he just banged him (laughs) on the helmet and continued on. Sometimes I do that to my my son. It's like, look, you ever listen to yourself? Bam, back of the head. So. (laughs) Hey, real life sometimes.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever works. Yeah.
2: So there's some nice inner moments I mean as you mentioned Tom with Kanan and Ezra and Leia and then it seems weird to, to say um, on the
3: mm-hmm. show
2: and then uh, and then they go off and they meet the the imperial officer and the whole time you know Canon Ezra are in stormtrooper armor so nobody really knows who they are. I think Ezra is the only cadet on the base so he might he stands out probably a little bit more than Kanan but Nobody
1: really notices. You would think one yeah. of these days they'd get the idea. Hey, there is a stormtrooper walking around with a cadet. How normal is that? <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: but uh, you know, Le- Leia is able to manipulate the officer into uh, you know letting her borrow his personal shuttle as they uh, as she runs around Lothal completing her missions. Because she said, "Well, you you clamp my ships down, you landlocked him, so I'm gonna have to." I'm going to have to use your personal shuttle to fly around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we actually get to see the, uh, the Lambda-class shuttle. Is this... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this our first look at the Lambda-class shuttle in Rebels?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so, because didn't Moff Tarkin have it on the episodes back? You might be right. You might be right.
2: I, I think I'm, I'm so used to The Force Awakens now with the... Um, was it the... the Gamma well kylo shuttle, shuttle or the what is it now the fee clash shuttle. anyway um... hang
1: on i've got my force <laughs> awakened visual guide i got oh, that I got it <laughs> yes i went and got it i i had to 30 percent off i'm cheap so anyway but, i can tell uh, you in a second
2: but anyway ha- having seen that so much it was kind of like oh it's nice to see the lambda clash shuttle be back in use and everything so i i enjoyed that it's a it's a minor thing but i guess having immersed myself in you know, the World of the Force Awakens for so long, it was nice to go back to that classic, um...
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Classic ships.
1: See, I have no problem going back and forth between the two.
2: Oh, neither, neither do I. Neither do I.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it just works very well. So, um...
2: So then we get, we get a little bit of exposition from Leia about... We, we've talked about this already, I think, but we get a little expo- exposition from Leia about the, um... About why they they have to turn, have to basically have the rebels steal the ships instead of just handing them over, because you know um, they don't want Alderaan to lose their seat in the Senate and be tried for treason. So
3: mm-hmm. if
2: they can if they can have these ships or these ships stolen on an Imperial planet, then uh, the Alderanians their their hands are clean. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it doesn't work, so they have to come up with a whole new plan. But first. They make their fir- they make their first stop back at where we left Ryder at the beginning of the episode. And he's in imperial custody. Just like that. He's already been captured. Did not take long Boy, he
1: really he really ran far, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Really wanted to get away. <sighs> See that that's where it comes to this character. It's like, you know what? It's almost like just for this episode he was there as the secondary plot to keep them story moving forward. And it's like, okay, that's great. Got to move forward. Let's just get him out of this episode and move on with the rest of the story. Because I do kind of agree. It's like maybe for me, he's a two character. He's different than Captain Rex. I think you can use Rex many times throughout these episodes. Mm-hmm. But I just think that when it comes to this character, he give him two episodes, and I think he's done. You know. Yeah. And I think another thing another thing for me when it comes to this character, I hate to say this, I keep seeing Savage Opress in the character. I know it's the same voice. Yep, Clancy Brown. OK, it's still Clancy Brown, but it's still it's a great tie back to Clone Wars. I love it. But it's like you still hear that little bit of Savage in there, you know, and, and Clancy Brown is a very, very distinct voice, even when he does his live action stuff. You know it's Clancy Brown, even if you don't see the face. You know it's him. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, I, I I hope when it comes to this episode, they put him on a little planet and say, We got you far enough away and this is what you wanted, so just you're done.
2: I mean I, I think he'll he'll still have a presence in the show. Maybe not quite as much.
1: Mm-hmm. Um
2: but one of the things and one of the things I really appreciated actually was was at the end, uh, you know. Spoiler alert: they get the ships, but uh,
0: <laughs> shocking. If you
2: haven't seen the episode yeah. already, which you should have. Uh, should have. They they fly away right with the, with the ships, and mm-hmm. uh, and you actually see you know the the rebel fleet starting to form. Where you get the the three hammerhead corvettes, and you have the ghost, and you know a few of the other rebel ships, and you actually start to see a fleet forming at the end. And I think you know that's really what we're seeing in this show is. You know, a bunch of small little groups coming together to form this the ragtag rebel alliance.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and,
2: and so, you know, Ryder will join, and you're going to have Rex, and you're going to have Ahsoka, and you're going to have all these different players involved. Um, and it'll start to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And they might all have prominent roles in every episode, but they'll they'll, mm. be, they'll be around. Right? And they're right. part of this fledgling rebellion.
1: And I think that's the best thing for folks like us who want to see that growth of the rebellion before, like I was mentioning before it gets to episode four, you want to see it grow. And that's why mm-hmm. I like how it started where it did at this point. Yes, you see the 30 plus years in the future what's happening in episode seven. But how did it get there? You, you want to see the backstory because really the quote unquote universe that we saw build this to a certain extent is now gone. Now they have to build that universe and this is the place to do it yeah
2: yeah yep uh we got a little bit of classic chopper action where you know when they 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 arrive at the i'm not even sure really what to call it the the, whatever location where Ryder was hanging out and uh and we get a
1: little wasn't it just a little hovel was it just like his little hovel or something? I, don't I think, mean, I don't,
2: I don't think it was his hovel. Maybe, maybe not. It just seemed like some random location in the middle of nowhere where they could like temporarily hide and regroup. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're there, and uh, you we know, started to say that's where the they realize that the the Empire has already arrived and captured uh, Ryder, and um, but but we get a nice little shot of chopper hiding in the background from behind a stormtrooper, kind of waving in, 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 in classic chopper style, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool to see. Um, you know, good good old chopper there. Although I, BB-8 still takes the cake.
1: Yeah, BB-8 definitely. Um,
2: but that's when chopper starts going crazy, right? Because because Kanan and takes the lead, and he you know pretends to have. Uh, tends to be escorting the princess uh, on, a, on a scouting mission, um, and that's why they're like, "Oh, we'll take Ryder back to." Uh, he offers to take Ryder back to the uh, to the imperial base or whatever
0: because they're going to execute Ryder. Mm-hmm. I, on the spot, I kind of laughed because they're like, "Oh no, we're going to execute like one of these guys. We're going to execute it on the spot." I'm like, "Okay, why? Why?" But you, the spot was here like five seconds Did ago. You do it? <laughs> Yeah, like, just, just get it done. Yeah. So you, uh, you kill him.
1: Well, um, you know. We
0: promise we'll do it. I and prefer as soon as it makes West sense Dina. to the
1: story. Right, right, but but it added that point to where, well, if we executed him now, then the ghost couldn't come and rescue them, and actually make it look good, where Zeb got to nail Canaan, and then knock out Ezra, or was it? Yeah, and basically kidnap the three of them. Oh So I love you that. needed. Yeah, I, I mean I that actually was Zeb's that face was fun. In that moment. Yeah,
2: because you know
1: because
2: yeah. they had to make it look good, right? And right. So, Kanan says, "Okay, well, uh, knock me out. Pretend like you're you're kidnapping me." And Zeb just loves it and decides, of course, he's he's definitely going to go along with this plan, and uh, ha- does not mind at all uh, knocking Kanan in, in the head, giving him a nice big smack. And yeah. then, of course, you know, when Kanan wakes up, he says, ha ha ha, how's
0: your face? <laughs> it was a great Zeb moment. Yeah. Classic, classic Zeb.
1: He needs, a, he needs a few more of those in the show. You know, just a couple more every once in a while.
2: Yeah. Why not? Mm. Good old Zeb.
1: <sighs> oh, um... Well, the fascinating thing is what happens when Lieutenant List learns that Leia is kidnapped and he. You know, that's a thing. He quickly deploys search patrols to rescue the princess, you know, because that's his. He's trying to protect her. I mean, hey, this is his planet. He really can't let the rebels get away with this because if the rebels get away with stealing the ship and the princess, you think he's going to be in big trouble?
2: Oh, he he freaks out when he realizes.
1: Oh, yeah, he really does. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um... You know, there is. I, I, I'm, I'm going to jump a bit here, but there is one thing that did kind of bother me, was when technically the three of them, naturally Cain and Ezra and Leia, got away and escaped. It seemed like it was just a little too easy for me at, the, at that point. Because it seemed like for me, they just – they just. am I remembering this correctly? They just walked out out of something and just like they was like, like oh well hi we're back we escaped you know there wasn't anything <laughs> to make it look good that they escaped unless i read it wrong
2: i mean <clears throat> for the escape right
1: yes uh, i mean like i said i jump. i, I like grabs forward. uh
2: grabs leia and starts running and then mm. uh and then kanan pretends to go after kanan has pretend to go after them and, and try to grab, get the princess back and that's when they're knocked out by Zeb so you know
1: mm-hmm. the whole
2: thing is that it's it's supposed to be fairly easy i think
1: okay uh, well fairly easy and calm
2: but you know because because they're they're insta- they're you know they are orchestrating the whole plan behind the scenes right so
1: okay i, I could see how easy well, it was okay well the the other thing that was You know, Ezra, is he ever gonna stop brooding about his parents? I mean, there is a certain point. uh Go go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I mean, well, there's. Okay, he's still upset about his parents. Okay, and I have no idea where I'm going with this. (laughs) Sorry.
2: Well, I I think toward toward our discussion earlier, like he just found out about his parents,
1: right? Right.
2: So. I totally do not blame him for still being upset about it, uh, mm-hmm. especially you know one episode later. If if we get well, into... no, that's true.
1: I mean that that's very true. If it was about ten episodes down the road, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. If if we start, you know, if he's still moping around in the future, then okay. But I think the whole point was to have Leia give him this pep talk, right? Because mm-hmm. Leia yeah. realizes he's sad. And goes and talks to him about why she does what she does and how she believes that he wants to, he wants to help people too. Steven, it sound like you had something to say.
0: No, I was going to say, this wasn't probably my least favorite part of the episode. Oh, okay. Please so explain. I, I, I got what they were trying to do with, you know, Leia giving Ezra this pep talk and it, it came out feeling very, very forced to me. Like it, I felt like, so they were trying to do this, like, ah, see, Leia's, like, and, and Leia did this later on as well with the uh, big moment where she's, you know, rallying the troops. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I get that they're trying to make Leia into this leader, showing that she's going to become a leader, you know, for the rebellion. And I just, I was not feeling it. Just that she wasn't... Um... I It didn't feel genuine to me. Ah, I see. Yeah. I, like, they were trying to build her up, like, You know, she's this big motivated character that's going to inspire them to do better. And I didn't feel inspired, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. I mean, okay. so basically what you're saying is how she presented it. She was a little flat in her presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, what, Yeah. Just she was just flat. She it seemed like there was supposed to be the emotion there. But. I I know where you're coming from, because it didn't sound that way. It didn't sound like there was that emotional impact there behind her. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: There's just something missing that, like, you know, you know, you think about, like, uh, I don't know, I'm going to go with a classic. You think about, like, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. That, like, moment of, like, raw Like, you know, after the big speech Bill Pullman gives. And that, I just wasn't feeling the raw. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: No, and and I, I agree with you on that aspect. Th- that I definitely agree. It was just like, it was <sighs> there. I think for me that's the best way to explain it. It was just, hey, it said. Now it's just laying there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
2: this leads to the uh, the attack. I think, I and mean, for the most part, it's. There's not too many twists and turns, you know, in this episode, right? They, they, they plan their attack, and I, I did enjoy the attack on, uh, on the Lothal depot, right? Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, we, we talked about would... how Ryder decides he's going to join, and, and 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 Leia decides that, you know, let's talk about how we will solve this problem, not focus on the, mm-hmm. on the negative. But uh, but the attack itself, I think, was was fairly well orchestrated, if maybe slightly easy.
0: Yeah. It was a, oh, yeah, this is one of those things I was like, okay guys, like I get it. There are two AT-ATs and lots of stormtroopers. You do have a ship though. Mm-hmm. And you clearly had no problem using said ship to, you know, blast through the bad guys. But I guess, you know, you just, they just needed that rousing speech first.
2: So my one, one issue I had with the scene is, it kind of comes up in a little bit later, but when the at arrive, the ghost mm-hmm. flies in and immediately begins firing on them. And I felt like the ATATs went down too easily. Was, you know, do you think it's because th- th- they just not have uh, as much armor as the ones we see in Empire Strikes Back on Hoth? Or, or what? Because, like, you know, blasters weren't doing anything against the, the walkers on Hoth. Right now, to be fair, it could be that it happens to be the snow speeders' blasters are just not as powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was surprised that mm-hmm. the Phantom, with just a couple strafing runs, was able to take out most of the ATATs, and then, uh, excuse me, Kanan with his lightsaber was able to cut off the legs, which was a great visual.
1: Right, but yeah, is there is there the possibility that the way that I look at it, the ATATs that are in this version of Let's say they're, they're the 1.0 versions of the AT-ATs. Sure, sure. And naturally, everything over time, you know, they're going to take what happened. Okay, what can we do to prevent a ghost-type, you know, strafing run from the side and torpedoes <laughs> basically blowing us away or a quote-unquote lightsaber cutting off our legs? You know, let's take that into the 1.5 version of it. Then, oh, that's you know, let's do this. Because I think I, I have – yeah, they learn from the mistakes. You know, because even – I have one of the AT-ATs sitting next to me, you know, on the floor, and if I remember, the cockpit of the AT-AT in this Rebels kind of look like it's it's a lot fatter in the front side to side, and I wouldn't say a little bit more pushed back, mm. but it's a different design, maybe intentional and maybe because it is a one than what we saw in Empire Strikes Back.
2: True, true. Mm-hmm. So
1: maybe they, maybe they so, did
2: improve the uh, the armor and and shield. And,
1: and that's. Yeah, and that that's what I look at anything right now that I'm watching in Rebels because it's now the the rise of the Empire. It's going to be almost like a 1.0 version of what we see in Episode Four, or going forward from that point because they're just getting their stuff online, the new mm-hmm. stuff online. So, you know that that's how I saw this. Right, now, right. if this were to happen, if this were all to have happened in Episode Four. Where stuff like this could have been addressed, then you're looking at going okay. Well, then you know it's a cop out. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, I love the visual, right, of, of Kanan jumping, running toward the AT-AT in a stormtrooper armor, and then pulling out his mm-hmm. blue lightsaber and uh, shooting, uh, sorry, swinging right through the legs, and how the legs kind of mm-hmm. slide off of each other, and the the big walker topples to the ground. It was a great, great visual. Yeah. Yep. And I but thought it, was
0: that like, it Luke didn't. I'm gonna say it's it, it's gonna the thing that inspires. Uh, I'm and I'm suddenly writer. blanking. It's what it going writer? No, yeah. not writer. I going to say it's it, this is what Leia sees. This is why uh, she believes in the force. You know, and this is the. Can you imagine? This is probably the first time she's seen a Jedi. That's true. In the first I never place, I thought about
2: that, and they don't really address that in the. In the episode, Leia's
1: thoughts on yep, having brought seen up a, a good Jedi. point. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. See the visual that I like I like the most, I I, I like the visual of Kanan in the Stormtrooper armor with the helmet on and the lightsaber, but I also liked how the Phantom took a couple good shots. I'm sorry, the ghost. Took a couple good shots on the side of the AT eighty and it didn't go down. It took some hit, but I didn't see it go down immediately from a couple of those hits. So I,
0: that... I thought the first one had gone down, and then I realized it had actually just. Taken I thought it... a,
1: Oh, it was, was that a I giant sworn hole in the side? Was, so was
2: there two atats, or three?
1: There were there were two atats. There were atats. Yeah, there were two. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe but it was thought... a
2: little bit better then, because I could have sworn the first one was taken down completely. No,
1: I I thought, I I thought I. thought I thought it got back going up.
0: out, and then it came back.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then it got back up. Yeah. Okay. So to me, that that took a pretty good hit, and still, you know, still kept ticking.
2: Yeah. So it was yep. that plus the lightsaber that finally took it yep. out. And then yeah. the other one was taken out by uh, uh, by by Ryder himself when they're they're t- lifting off in the in the hammerheads after having disabled the uh, uh, the gravity locks. He mm-hmm. basically backs the one of the hammerheads up to an AT-AT and just like, you know basically reverses i think into it and uh, was able to knock it over with the with the power of the engines
1: yep mm-hmm. yeah and then that was also a very fun shot when you have the uh at-at drivers going uh-oh yeah because there's the engines right in front and you could tell that Ryder was getting ready to gun them and just basically blow yeah. them over yeah yeah
2: um down on the ground i mean we we have leia this is right before the attack begins leia uh Leia walks up to the, uh, the lieutenant, Lieutenant List, and uh, and he, you know he, he's bragging about how uh, how safe and sound the ships are and everything as the ship begins to take off behind him, which is, I think, a great visual. Um, as far as you couldn't hear, it, but it was a mm-hmm. great visual. The fact, you know, and, of course, Leia retorts with, you know, if you're trying to impress me, Lieutenant, you're doing a miserable job. And that's when he looks behind mm-hmm. him and he realizes, oh, crap, the, the ship's taking off. What's going on? Uh, and you know says, "Oh, I didn't order this." So <laughs> that was a nice. Well, per- and, then, and then later on, when uh, uh, when Kanan and Ezra attack List and the other stormtroopers, what what do you think of that
0: decision to attack them? <sighs> because, I mean, it's a big risk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all it takes is one person to be like, "Hey, is that Leia?" princess organa of alderaan attacking some stormtroopers now did mm-hmm. she t-
2: attack them or didn't was it just kanan i thought it was just kanan and ezra.
0: i thought no she definitely shot at least one ah yeah like one Because uh, so there's that moment where again. ezra pulls the blasters to himself and it hits him in the head and then <laughs> yes yes yes
1: okay you know what you could justify her doing that because she thought she was shooting at "Quote unquote, a rebel in disguise in Stormtrooper armor," you could almost justify that. Potentially, I, 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 could, yeah. I could. See that. Yeah, there, I mean, it's but... it's it's, it's a loose interpretation of, oops, because later it was Ezra who basically shoots her with a stun when she says "make it look good," and mm-hmm. she stuns her and then gets away.
2: Right. It did seem a little bit risky for her, or any of them, to be attacking those those Imperials at that point.
1: Right. Minor, but they needed to get the ships. Yeah, minor, but they needed to get the ships, and they had to do something.
2: Well, uh, it was just for Ezra to escape at that point, uh, because they had the. Yeah. They pretty much had the ships, so. Yeah. So.
1: Anyway. Okay. Um, Well, it was. I have to say, it was kind of fun when the ships were leaving. That you know, Leia just laid in on Lieutenant List. You know, it's like you know, just, just. I, I love the. Just wait until I tell the Senate that the imperial presence on Lethal is helpless against the rebels. Now, wait a minute. That's a running theme on Lethal, isn't it? Oh yeah. They, they
0: do seem to have this problem occasionally.
1: Yeah. In fact, I think two gentlemen lost their heads over that at one point. Yep.
2: And I. I <laughs> in the know literal sense. Able to manipulate the Senate. I'm sorry. The the Imperials. And their mm-hmm. fear of the of the Senate and everything, into yeah. uh into really doing whatever she wants. It's so great to see how Leia is able to manipulate people in this episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was probably one of the more yep. entertaining aspects.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. And the
2: fact that not only does the uh, do the does the uh, do the Imperials believe Leia, List actually personally offers to. Um, uh, to give them uh, ships to replace the ones that were stolen. They, you know, uh, <laughs> personally compensate all they're on, which is so great. Then not only did they they give ships to the to the Rebel Alliance, but they were able to get them replaced for free. Yeah. Which is fantastic.
1: Never learn. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. They'll skills. never learn. Yeah. So. Um,
0: it's.
2: That's about it. I mean, it's a fairly straightforward episode,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Um, I thought so. Enjoyable.
1: Straightforward. It it was enjoyable. It it was one of those that just basically, as I like to say, it just moved the story forward just to get you to the next one. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't outstanding. It wasn't terrible, but it was just a good, solid story to move you forward. Yeah. So no, no real complaints, I, but not nothing no, no. Massive even. I mean, a, a couple grown moments, I think we can agree upon. But you know, yep. when when have you not had a couple of those moments within the Star Wars universe? Sure.
2: And and even then, I think this one had fewer grown moments than many Rebels episodes in the past. Like, you didn't have any of the, you know, um, it's a long way to Alderaan moments. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, no, that's very true. I, I feel like that's, that's, that's our very, that's very very true. Um, sorry,
2: our bar, our hot tea moment of the of rebels. Yeah, is that is that is that too cruel to say? No, it's, a it's not it too Aldera cruel. I mean, is the tea moment from Mandalore?
1: I'd
0: <laughs> say that's about right. Uh, oh
1: God, can we just get on to our ratings before even Peel gets in the middle of us?
2: Well, hey, you're the one who brought up even Peel.
1: I know. I'm sorry about that and that made no sense. So I just thought I'd throw it out there.
2: You <laughs> eh,
1: wouldn't say
2: okay. anything. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay, anyway, Tom, you want to give us your rating? We, we need to move. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I I'm just going to say it's a solid episode. I have to give this God, I'm I'm bouncing between like a 6.5 or a seven. That low. It's not. a. It, mm-hmm. Well, it, it's again, it's one of those in which I'm going to give it a seven. It, it I, I can't give it any higher than that because, yes, one thing that could get it higher is it introduced Leia, okay? Maybe it's because of how she was introduced, and maybe as she got onto the episode, she kind of grew on me a bit, but it's just that it was an episode that I wouldn't say laid flat, but it wasn't an episode that was one that's just like, yay, I really want to see this again. I'm looking at this as it was an episode... That got you from last season's, uh, the last legacy episode, which was basically, you know, legacy, episode nine, into this episode that will get you into Concord Dawn next episode. It just, it's just an episode that bridged a gap. And in that case, I have to give it a seven because it just was a story that was solid, but it just moved the main story along to get to the next episode. That's how I see it. Fair, fair, fair point. Yeah, and and I appreciate how they introduce Leia because I do think that when you saw the trailer going for the back half of the season, there's a lot of things that are going to be tying into a lot of things. And this episode seems like it's one of those that hopefully, and I've said this many times, there's a payoff. So if you introduce a character like this, there has to be a payoff somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. And I think that was why this episode was put where it was later on. There's going to be a payoff and probably not shown in the trailer that they showed for the back half of the season, but something should happen with Leia in the back half of the season. So I'm giving it a seven. That's where I stand.
3: Okay.
1: I think I agree. Okay.
2: What are your Womp Rats?
1: Oh, what am I going to do with my Womp Rats? Good. I did all that talking and forgot what I was going to do with the Womp Rats. (laughs) I'm going to take my seven Womp Rats. I am going to put them on the front of that AT-AT that was basically right behind the uh, the, the hammerhead that Ryder uh, kind of burnt the AT-AT with. And they're going to get themselves a nice, good suntan wow. on the front of that AT-AT Ooh. from the exhaust of that hammerhead. Ouch. So seven crispy critter womp rats. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Steven, you up? Or William?
0: Sure. Uh, I think I'll go because then William can finish on a high note. <laughs> okay.
2: okay. Oh, no,
3: oh, I, based purely no, on, no. Uh, I, on so, past
2: experience. No, so wow. Based on past experience, I'm gonna give it a okay. ten. No. Wow. 10. And
0: I'm so giving 10. it a one.
1: <laughs> We've never had one of those. I think
0: I would give it. a I think a six point five. And that okay. uh, it it to me it was. Uh, I want to say it is Rebels in a nutshell. Right. It is the episode that moves things along, as you said, Tom. It's, you know, it does it brings in a classic, you know, original trilogy character for a little bit of a twist, but even in that it's a twist, it's still kind of predictable in how it moves forward. Mm-hmm. And it more than anything, it leaves me feeling like I want to see the sorts of big things that we saw in the Clone Wars. Rebels just it doles it out so small so so slowly. That I'm just left wanting more every time, and it's not so. It's it's not a bad episode by any means. It's just not mm-hmm. as good as it could have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Um, how? Let's speculate. Okay, well, you know, William, you go with your rating first, and then I'll throw the question out there.
0: Oh wait, I have to do something with my Womp rats though.
1: Yeah, do something with the Womp rats. Okay, Womp rats. So, William, you go, and then I want to throw a question out there. Okay. Okay.
0: I, so I was, I was going to have something and it's not quite coming together in my head. Um, well, okay. I'll let's see if I can make this work. So they called those big boots gravity boots. But that's not really what they are. Inside, there are just a bunch of womper rats that are holding the landing gear down as hard as they can.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I like it. I'm going like to riff on your idea a bit. Uh, since uh, you kind of want someone close to what I was planning on. Uh, but first, my, my, my rating. Uh, you know, I, I I agree with you guys. It didn't necessarily move the story along in a big way, uh, but I, I, I did really enjoy seeing the inclusion of Leia and what's going on. I really liked um, the the getting a look at how Leia operates in this time period and how she's able to actively help the, these resistance fighters while still... Um, maintaining her, you know, uh, the, the guys that she's a, a, a loyal senator and, and that sort of thing. So um, it, it was it was a nice moment for sure. And uh, and there was you know great great lighting I think. And during that final battle, how it was all dark with the um, the, the spotlights and everything. Uh, Joel Aaron, as always, doing a fantastic job. And uh, the music with Kevin Kiner, we got so we got Leia's theme, we got. You know the a little bit of the Hoth music with the, the most closely associated with the the AT-ATs. Um, uh So it definitely, uh, I, I think they nailed uh, nailed the design. They nailed um, the music, the story. Again, not not hugely uh, impactful overall, but uh, but enjoyable. So with that, I'm gonna give it uh, eight Whomp Rats, I think. Uh, I was going back between 7.5 and, and 8, and I decided to stick with 8. Um, but uh, but yeah, 8 Womp Rats, and uh, each of my 8 Womp Rats are going to have their their little feet, paws, something. I'm not sure what they have. Uh, locked down with a, a Gravity Lock. So if there are Womp Rats inside of the Gravity Lock, as Steven claims, um, there's mini Womp Rats holding down bigger Womp Rats. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, which I, had I would not never have on. guessed. I had not planned on that, but what do you know, Stevens? Uh...
0: It just Steven it, it, sometimes it just happens.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So here's a question I'm going to throw out there, and we'll try and make this quick. How do you think the episode could have been that little bit better?
2: <sighs> um, maybe something. See, that, that's the thing. Like, you don't, you can't have Leia participating in something too over the top or too active at this point in the timeline right Mm. she it has to be pretty subtle so uh i can't see her being in something like on the scale of a darth maul type episode because she's got to keep her her the guys that she's that she's a uh, an average senator here so i I don't know like Mm. i'm not sure what you do in this case
1: I'm They're, trying to think
0: of something, and I'm yeah. struggling.
1: Well, then I, I think I think basically then the the question has been answered that you really can't because it would have put her into a situation that would have taken her out of the ability to help the rebels. And it seemed like that because of the subtleness of all this, this was the best way to introduce her yeah, and the and best episode it. for it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm still staying with my seven, but <laughs> you know, but but I agree. I mean, I, I think this was the best way to introduce an original character from the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and also just to move the story plot forward. And you can at least see how she operates. So I think on that aspect, that's where the episode I think succeeded.
2: Yeah, and this is actually the really the the easiest. Uh... The easiest of our original trilogy characters to include in a, mm-hmm. uh, in an episode of Rebels, like everyone else, would be fairly difficult. Just from, like a, you know, Han is his younger out at this time. Maybe you could run into him. Luke, he's just on Tatooine, so you'd have to go to Tatooine and somehow end up at the Lars homestead, and mm-hmm. uh, and not have some major thing involving him. So.
1: Right, yeah. but you see, here's here would be the problem with uh, just speculate, and this is all speculation, total speculation. I mm-hmm. think it would be harder to throw Han Solo into this if they are if they are planning on doing a young Han Solo movie. I think the easiest one they could do is Leia. Yeah,
2: and that's why they went yeah. with
1: Leia. And yeah, that's,
2: they even so. mentioned that in Rebels Recon
1: that you know. Yep. It's, that's true. It's
2: tricky to include really anyone except Leia during this time period. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a good point.
1: Yep. Okay, so we got coming up on the uh, next Rebels episode, it's going to be Season 2, Episode 11, The Protector of Concord Dawn. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going to be fun about this one is the Rebels are in need of new hyperspace routes as the Empire closes in. The Rebel crew finds a new shortcut near the Concord Dawn system. However... They must gain permission from the leader of Concord Dawn, a Mandalorian protector named Fen Wow. That's not that's not his last name, not Fen Wow. It's Um, Fen uh, (laughs) Rao. Fen (laughs) Rao. Wow, that was close. A task that proves very challenging. Now, this is interesting because we get another little snippet of Sabine's backstory. It
2: sounds like I hope we're gonna get even more than we got earlier this season.
1: Well, I hope so too, because the uh, the trailer for this has already been out, and she comes out saying that she is a member of the House Visla,
2: clan Wren in House Visla, which is so exciting. Because uh, mm-hmm. for those of you who might remember, probably, I'm sure everybody remembers uh, Visla. Uh, Pre-Visla is the uh the fairly big character in uh, in the Clone Wars TV series uh, with the Mandalorian arc, and they, you know, they uh, they they kind of rebel on Mandalore against Satine and um there's a whole a whole whole bunch of drama going on with the with the T actually. Mm-hmm. Uh yep. and, and many other things. So um, There's
1: so much drama previous love lost his head over it.
2: That's uh, spoiler alert that is true. <laughs> uh, so I tried <laughs> so, I'm uh I'm very excited to see you know more how how they handle this, learn more about Sabine's backstory it's fascinating mm-hmm. that she's basically part of the bad guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, well, former bad guy. Former bad guy.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, remember? Uh, so in the clip, uh, did you guys watch the clip at all? Mm-hmm. There
1: were two clips. Oh, I, I did not. watch.
2: I have not. I watched yet. It. Okay, so, uh, it's, it, this isn't really this isn't a spoiler to say, uh, given given the, given you know, the events of the Clone Wars, that uh, the Mandalorians don't look too kindly on the House Visla. After nope. the events of, uh, of the Clone Wars, so um, it'll be interesting to see
1: where they take this next week. I just want to see and make sure the Mandalorians are not back to being pacifists.
2: Uh, it doesn't
1: sound yeah. like it. It does not. No, it like doesn't. It. No, 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 no. No, I, I want to see them be Mandalorians. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. And at this point, you want to speculate: is this going to give? A hint of where Sabine's back, where Sabine's story from this point forward is going to go. Do you think it's going to affect it at all?
2: Possibly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mean, I wouldn't put it past them, But who knows? Yeah. At, at least, at least more of her backstory, which I'm all for.
1: Yeah. Which is which is going to be cool. So. Well, I, I I think I think we've done well tonight. It's not I that bad.
2: Yep. Yeah. That's so. uh. I think that's it for this week. We'll be back next Mm -hmm. weekend with our review of the Protector of Concord Dawn, which is great because Concord Dawn, another classic location from uh, the expanded universe. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, had some adventures on Concord Dawn. And
1: and as you heard, as you heard in the uh, trailer for the back half of season two, you heard Ahsoka say. There is always a little bit of truth in Legends. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: I feel like we need to add that
1: to and on the that opening, note. opening
3: of the
2: show.
1: <laughs> 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 and with that,
2: we'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client, your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, IonCanonCast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in contact with us by emailing contact at IonCanonCast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production of fans by fans and is copyrighted. 2015.